You're listening to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, with your test subject, Micah Ball. The salty, slightly cynical account of Micah's shocking diagnosis with epilepsy, the synaptic jolts that short-circuited his world, and efforts to rewire and rebuild his not-so-normal life. But first, he's going to need brain surgery. And now, Seizure Salad, with your host, Micah B. I always try to read two books at a time. One that's just like a bullshit story, you know, like some fiction or nonfiction, whatever. But then the other one, I like it to be in like, you know, like autobiography or like on a subject I don't understand. Uh huh. I think everybody should read more, 100%. Like, I love to read. I've, like, I've always tried to read two books at a time. So that's one reason I love my iPad. It's just like, you know, just take it with me. And it's just easier. I don't have to worry about like, I have to worry about losing my iPad, but I don't have to worry about, you know, fucking, you know, ripping a page out, especially, you know, I don't have to worry about damaging the yeah. book spilling my beer or dropping my bowl cherry on exactly you know it's like at the ipad like you know i can do that to that but you know it's also like it's just it's also it's just oh man i don't know it's i'm a millennial man it's just so convenient to have everything in the palm of your hand you know that's well and there's you know what there's a reason shit went this way is because it is convenient and yeah i mean yeah i'm fucking loving the shit we can do these days compared to what we could do back then. So, and uh, you think about it, it's like carrying books around, carrying music around. You don't want to carry a bunch of vinyl with you. You don't want to carry a shit like back in the day when we had the cassette tapes or the, or the CD players. And then you'd still have to have cases of fucking CDs with you. Guess what? They'd always get stolen. No one's going to steal your phone with 16 gigs of music and movies on there as long as it's on your person, you know? Yeah, for the most know. part. I mean, there's that, yeah, for the most part, yeah. I mean, so much know, easier to carry around and, and easier to keep your eye on. And Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I'm definitely glad I'm a millennial, you know, even though everybody like hates us and we ruin everything, but like, Oh, like just my conveniences are so much easier. You know, like I never thought I would be into like AirPods or anything like that, but then I got a pair and I love them. And it's just because like, you know, I throw my ear, I have a good conversation with somebody and I can walk around and do like whatever I'm doing without having to physically hold a phone to my head. Uh You know, like like, everybody made fun of the douchebags with Bluetooth and stuff like that. Well, I'm one of those guys now and my life is just way simpler because of (laughs) it. (laughs) Dude, everybody hated my generation. They thought my generation was worthless, you know? It's like we made, we got made fun of so much by the baby boomers and all that stuff. And guess what? The baby boomers were considered complete shitheads by their parents. Um, and you know what? None of us have figured it out. And you know what? It's like, I'm wishing you guys the best of luck. You know, I think, I think, slow progress small steps are made every generation um god we were so determined to fucking change everything around and of course our parents the boomers they were the 60s hippie generation they thought they were going to turn the world on their head and of course they traded peace signs for fucking mercedes benz symbols what did we do we created the internet and became fucking tesla and bill gates and shit like that you know yeah, um, we got TikTok. No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, brother man. Yeah, oh, no, dude, I I personally think you guys are you guys get too much shit. You get too much flack. I think the the way you guys are approaching a lot of the stuff out there um, is pretty smart, pretty um, 
pretty intuitive given what you were handed in this world. You're seeing shit happening that we never saw. Um, you're see, also seeing opportunities that that previous generations are blinded to because we're so stuck on fucking the past. Um, but every generation, every generation, oh, you guys don't know what the fuck you're doing. Um, well, you guys know exactly what the fuck you're doing with the kind of world that your previous couple generations left for you. Yeah. We didn't leave you a whole lot of great ideas. Fuck, dude. You got to make your own rules in a lot of ways. You know, when it comes the tiny house thing, the, the fucking living off grid thing. Um, some of the, you know, some of the old, old, what do you call it? The gen wires and, and the younger gen Xers and the gen wires and stuff kind of started that. You guys are seeing that as, as, Oh fuck, of course, because this whole homeownership and suburbia bullshit doesn't look like it's going to work. It it doesn't help you. I mean, it's nice, you know, property and all that. Like, yeah, it's paying dividends and stuff like that. You can, you know, you can build capital, but it's also like, it's also like, it's, it's, at this point it's became, become a trap. You know, like when I was a kid, I remember watching my parents go through the housing crisis. At the time I was too young to really understand everything going on. But it was, again, it was one of those things where it was like, you know, I saw how even then everybody struggled. And it was yeah. like, I think that changed a lot of the thinking. It was like, do I really want a 30 year mortgage? Cause if something like that happens, how you get fucked over, you know? And it's like, and so I think it, well, that was part of it is like, you know, we went through that when we were growing up and we're, you know, that was a big thing. It was like, what, what, where should I really invest my money? You know, what should mm-hmm. I really chase? And I think that's, you know, one reason, like, you know, like I said before is, you know, it's like, I, I'm more interested in experiences than I am in like, you know, your house and ownership and stuff like that. You know, I would like to be eventually have, you know, I guess you could say almost a stable home base, you know, but at the same time, it's like maybe stability comes from just being comfortable and who I am as a person. And, and and the only way I feel like you get that is that you have to see other places of the world because you can get comfortable here. Like I'm comfortable here in Glenwood and I've been comfortable, you know, as in the Marines, I got, you know, I was uncomfortable. That was the first time I really left my comfort zone is when I left for the military. Yeah. And, you know, and even now this whole situation has everybody out of their comfort zone. You know, I think, you know, I think like the more you're out of it, the more progress you can make and growth as a person, you know, so that's one reason I want to move. It's like, you know, I love it here, but it's like, I'm comfortable here. I want to go somewhere where I'm out of that, you know, you know, cause if you can't, if you're not constantly challenging yourself, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. And I also see something in the, in a sense of what is the definition of security and comfort? Um, I think, I think that previous definitions have had too much to do on kind of that capitalism and savings level and things like that. And that's important. I don't want to discount that too much at all, but I think that uh, oftentimes in the past people um, put so much focus on that, that they forget about some of the other probable more important things that are involved with being human and on this little rock that we're on, you know? Um, so what is that true definition of security and, and stuff like that? Tell you this, dude, when I lost everything, like I said earlier, um, you know, I lived hard, I lived fast. And, and so I knew I was one crisis away from losing everything anyway. Um, but I've learned to be comfortable living uncomfortably, I guess. 
you know, I've lived on the road before. I've, I've slept in churches, on beaches, in bus stops. I've lived out of my Jeep for a little while. Big fucking deal. Who cares? Um, and yeah, there's a little bit of thing of, of, are you secure? Are you comfortable? Are you successful? Because I didn't have the house. I didn't have the, the you know, huge stock investments and this and that and this and that. Guess what? Um, when the shit hit the fan and I lost everything anyway, I found that the, the investments I've made in my life um, were with family and friends and experiences. And for those who tell you, well, that's not going to help you retire. Maybe not, but guess what? If it weren't for my family and friends, it wouldn't matter how much fucking money or how much savings I'd have. I'd have nothing when all this hit last year. And the one thing that has kept me alive, kept me going and kept me from being homeless and stuff are the friends and family that I've invested in throughout my life, the loved ones I have. And I think the millennial age has a real good chance of, of developing that and cultivating that more so than previous generations have been able to. That's what I hope. But y'all are smart enough and you're fucking, yeah, y'all are smart enough. You could definitely do it. We're just kind of idiots too. <laughs> Dude, who isn't? Who isn't? If there was any God I would believe in, if I, if I were to lit, like believe in any like man-made religion or anything, I'd believe in the Hopis, uh, the Hopi and Tewa, the Pueblo Indians. They, they have Kachina gods. The Kachina gods um, are clown gods. So in the beginning, in the, in the origin story of, of the Pueblo people of the Southwest, uh, the human beings are underground, right? While the uh, earth, the surface of the earth is like being formed and, and molten and everything, shaped and everything. Once the earth cools down and, and is habitable for humans to come up to the surface, they're led to the surface by the Kachina God. And the Kachina God leads them out and says, here you are. Um, here you go. You're going to wander through this world uh, like clowns, pretending to be spiritual beings that you're not. And honestly, I like that view. And it, it's look at it. Look at look at the world of theater, comedy, and tragedy right. put together. Look at the human experience. Oftentimes, some of some of the most hilariously tragic things we've done, we've done to ourselves. I'm not talking about right now. Right now is different. Um, but I think, honestly speaking, we take ourselves too seriously in this world. Mm -hmm. We think we're, you know, that whole Greek ideal of, of man is the measure of all things. In our heads, yes, it is. Uh, but not necessarily, you know, viruses don't necessarily think so, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would love to see the whole planet take a little kind of, kind of gain a little more humility through all this. That'd be really cool if humanity could kind of get a little bit more humble. Um, but that's, that's just me. That's just me. I mean, you know, Mother Nature's undefeated, you know, so. <laughs> right. Probably respect that. <laughs> Gotta respect that. Exactly, man. 
but anyway, those are some good tangents there. I think we're going to get, I, I think it's going to be okay. And I think, uh, I don't know if, if it all works out, maybe we can stop thinking in terms of generations and age and political view and, you know, us versus them because it's well if there's one thing that this is showing us is there really is no us in them really isn't and it's just us yeah it's just us absolutely (laughs) uh well it's been an episode seizure salad fuster clock epilepticus is b-side chilling here with jojo (laughs) jojo always good to hang with you my man always my dude it's always nice to chat catch up so oh most definitely we will chat with you very soon and we'll chat with everyone out there uh soon as well take care of yourselves take care of each other and uh yeah unexpect the expected out there my man take care brother you too my man Seizure Salad Fuster Clock Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. Until then, remember that it's all in your head. <laughs>